This podcast is presented by the Miami Rescue Mission Broward Outreach Centers, also known as The Caring Place, www.caringplace.org. Welcome to Mission Possible, the good news program with all the good news and more. Brought to you by the Miami Rescue Mission and Broward Outreach Centers, where caring for the needy, feeding the hungry, and changing lives happens every day. Now here are your hosts for Mission Possible, Ron and Marilyn Brummett. Good morning, South Florida, and welcome to Mission Possible, the good news program brought to you by the Miami Rescue Mission and Broward Outreach Centers. We're known as the Caring Place and have been caring for the homeless and needy here in South Florida for almost 100 years. This is our 99th year. Good morning again. I'm Ron Brummett. I happen to be the president. I haven't been here 99 years, but I've been here 30 years. And what a joy, what an honor it is for, for me to be here. If this is your first time tuning in, the Miami Rescue Mission and Broward Outreach Centers operates homeless centers. Uh, I don't want to just say homeless and put a label on people. I guess the best political correct way to say it would be people experiencing homelessness. Uh, and we're serving about 800 people a day. We used to serve over 1,000, uh, but with COVID, so many things have changed. And so we've had to watch our distancing inside of our centers in our sleeping areas, our dorms, and our classrooms, and even in our cafeterias. But you know something? Even through this doom and gloom, you know, we are a Christian organization. We don't hide from that. Uh, you don't have to be a Christian or any kind of a faith to come in and get services or to get help or to be a friend of ours. But I'm telling you, even through all this doom and gloom, people are still getting their lives turned around. Uh, women and children are coming into our front doors with just barely, just barely what they could carry. And in a few months' time, they've accumulated a, quite a, a wardrobe. Their kids are back in school. They're getting a job, and they're getting relocated in the community. And you know something? Uh, this is already the first weekend in March. Uh, it's just blinks, and we were just at Thanksgiving, at Christmas, when we did our tremendous celebrations where we had over maybe 1,500 families we helped if you combine Thanksgiving and Christmas. You know, at Christmas time, we gave over 700 families to toys. That's a lot of toys. And on Thanksgiving, we gave away tons and tons of food and some goodies and prayed for people. Uh, but we can't do all that we do without you. And you, it really is uh, a wonderful uh, blessing to know that people in the community, even when they're going through their own hard times, they're going through difficult times, they're having to stay home with the kids, they're, they're out of work, they may have some income coming in, but they're out of work, or they're just concerned about t- tomorrow. They still help us help those that are even less fortunate. And I believe in all the years that I've been here, that you're probably going to see more homeless on the streets. And maybe you have seen it up in Broward and down here in Miami-Dade County, uh, more people on the streets, or maybe in some areas I'm starting to notice uh, tent cities starting to pop up, you know, entire blocks being taken over by people living in tents. Uh, they have no place else to go. Uh, some of the homeless people that I've talked to, when I've talked to them, I say, listen, you don't have to stay out here. You can come into one of our centers. Just make sure we get you tested and get you isolated for a few days and then get you in. And, and I've actually heard them tell me, they say, you know, I feel safer out here. I'm not in a closed area. I'm not in a place where I'm going to be around other people that I don't know. And until this COVID uh, passes or until we get a clean, you know, uh, bill of health, so to speak, they want to stay outside. So I think we're going to see more and more homeless. And then people that were on the fence of being homeless, uh, you know, because of their rent or because of their job, we're going to see them pushed on the other side. And I don't think we've seen the end of it, especially as the fall approaches us. So 
right now, uh, during the month of March, we're getting ready for a tremendous Passover and Easter celebration coming up at the end of the month. You know, Passover ends on Easter Sunday this time, and uh, it's just going to be a, a great time that we can get together and celebrate our faiths of, of each religion. But during this month, we have our Easter Hope Campaign. This is our Meals of Hope Campaign for Easter and Passover. You can be a part of that by going to www.caringplace.org. That's caringplace.org slash Easter. That's slash Easter. And for two, listen, $2.10. That's all it takes is to provide a life-changing meal. I've been here, I told you, 30 years. The mission's been here for almost 100 years. And really the mantra is hope often begins with a meal. When people come through our front doors, either in Broward or in Miami, it's not just because uh, they, they, they know that we have the greatest program, they're going to get the greatest services, we got the greatest staff, we got the greatest volunteers, we got the greatest supporters. They're here because they're tired. Uh, maybe they haven't changed their clothes. Uh, maybe the woman has just fled a very, very bad situation, has lived in an abandoned car or abandoned building, and they're hungry and they're tired, and they need a shower, and they need uh, a good night's sleep. And so that's where we begin. We It begins with that first meal of hope and encouragement. And you really can't talk to people, and you know yourself, if you're cranky and you're upset, you really don't want to sit down and talk about changing your life. Uh, you, need, you need to be in a place where you have some kind of comfort, some kind of comfort zone. And maybe that takes a few meals. So, And I know people are listening right now. Some could do 1,000 meals. They could do $21,000 if they wanted to. Uh, I, I just know that uh, if you can, we'd really appreciate it, of course, but we need these, the community's support more than ever, especially during the pandemic uh, with all the, the PPE stuff we need, the equipment, the disinfecting. You know, even when we're having our, our dinners now, we used to be able to put in, you know, a full room of people eating at every table. Well, we have to stagger that. That means more overtime for our staff. Uh, we don't have the luxury of having as many volunteers as we once did because we're still screening people. And to be honest with you, some people don't want to come into a homeless center. You know, they feel like, you know, I've got my own family and I'm not, I don't want to put myself at risk. And that's a smart thing to do. Even with the vaccine rolling out the way it is, uh, it's going to be months and months and months of this until we really get to a point where we can look at the numbers and see that there's so, very few cases, very few deaths. Uh, and people feel a lot more comfortable and the, the health department and the community support system I will say it's okay to do, have a little bit more people sit down and eat. But in the meantime, we're really relying on your help. Now, there's another way you can help in the month of March. Uh, we do this every single uh, first quarter of the year. It's called our Mission Hope Hygiene Drive. That's our Mission Hope Hygiene Drive. Go to caringplace.org slash missionhope. Uh, you'll see there's purple bags that we will send to you. Now, this is an easy way to get involved. Maybe you can't come on site. Maybe you can't come to one of our centers. But here's a way you can volunteer and make a huge difference. We're looking for people to go out and do hygiene product drives for us. We need toothbrush, toothpaste, shampoos, deodorant, washcloths, razors, uh, all the things that you would you would need in your personal hygiene. And can you imagine if you yourself haven't had a chance to brush your teeth or wash your face or comb your hair in a, in a few days or even a few weeks. And many times when people come to us, that's what they need. They need a good shower and they need some good hygiene products. We use these products every single day as we serve over 800 men, women, and children. Can you imagine how many bars of soap we're going through and bottles of shampoo? 
And if you've been a, a hotel or motel traveling hoarder, and maybe you've got a lot of those small little shampoo uh, containers that are unopened, uh, little little bars of soap, those are even perfecter because we can use them for the overnight people and the people that are on the streets. Uh, we will accept them to get one bag, five bags. Uh, we've had kids, we've had uh, Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts and Cub Scouts and We've had schools and just different organizations and even condominiums get involved. And if you want more, uh, just let us know. We'll mail them out to you. Everything's safe. We'd ask you for smaller amounts, you know, 10, 15 or 20 bags. You drop them off at one of our many sites that's uh, listed on the website there. But if you're going to be ambitious, and many people are, and you're going to collect, you know, 50 to 100, 200, where you have big boxes out with signs on it, we'll be very, very excited to come out to you personally. Keep a safe distance, of course, and uh, do everything with the COVID precautions, but make sure we pick them up and look you in the eye and say thank you. So that is another special way that you can get involved is doing a our Mission Hope Hygiene Drive. And as we approach spring cleaning, uh, many people, even during COVID, uh, they are staying at home. I know that some of the big box stores, uh, Home Depot and Lowe's, department they have just had record numbers because people are just stuck at their house so they're doing home improvements and changing things around and they're changing furniture around and doing a lot of those honeydew projects that they've been putting off and so we have our spring cleaning with a purpose campaign kicking off during the months of march and we're asking people as you go through your home maybe you have a bunch of clothes that don't longer fit you you know most people by the way they have three sets of clothes the ones that they're wearing the ones that they were, were when they were fatter and there's too big on them. And then the ones that when they were leaner and they were smaller. And for some reason we say we're going to keep them because we're going to wear them. If you got them in your, if you, if you had them for over a year, you're not going to do it. So, so the best thing to do is to simply help us by uh, going to caringplace.org, look for our thrift store, our pickup, and you can make a difference. Whatever you can do right now is helping to change lives. And that's what it's all about here. It's been like that for 99 years. I pray after I leave, we'll continue to be like that. Well, stay tuned right here on News Radio 610 WIOD for more Mission Possible. Well, once again, we're here uh, in the studio. We love to interview people in the community who are making a difference. And I have with me today Sean Oliveira, and he's a wonderful young man. He, uh, when I say in the music industry, uh, really you're kind of in the in the front and behind the scenes, you're yes. both you're both sides of that. Yes, ma'am. So, Sean, thank you for being here today. Thank you, thank you, thank you for keep calling me a young man. By the way, it's amazing. You're well, you're me, young. You're making you're, me you're, feel you're good. Very, you're very young. You know, everything's <laughs> relative. And so, when I look at you, you're very young. And uh, you know, I keep young. I keep myself around young people and mm. young thinking people. Yes. Uh, because I don't want to grow old. Yes, ma'am. And, uh, you know, my driver's license says a certain age, but <laughs> whatever. Um, so I say I have a young team that I deal with here at the mission. And so I always want to talk to young people. Thank you. And I also love talking to young people who are grounded mm. and have their I say, head uh, screwed on right. Amen. And uh, you are one of those. Um, I know that maybe in your, when you were really young, there was some uh, time that you went through that was looking for, you know, the right way. But I know that you're a Christ follower. Yes. And that you love Jesus. But you do so much in the community. But yes. talk about um, how you work in the music field. Right. To help so many people in the community, and you, and yes, you make money, but you also give a lot away. Oh yeah, 
Oh yeah, no. If we charge normal prices, I'd be a millionaire already. But um, no, so I I am involved in all facets of the music uh, behind the scenes. Me and my friend Julian own a recording studio, so we produce everything you know up front. We record, mix, master, engineer everything like that. I am also an artist myself, so I use that for the glory of God. Uh, so yes, from the front end and the back end, and I love. I love I love how powerful music is. Mm-hmm. That that's my favorite thing because music when done correctly can reach so many people and give them such an emotional response that it's incredible, man. Like I remember the first time I heard um like um I don't um Michael Jackson's song They Don't Really Care About Us. Oh my god, like no lie, I think I cried. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So there there's music that makes you feel some type of way. Yes. And I love being able to give that response to people, but for the glory of God. There's a purpose. Mm-hmm. Right. It's not just putting it out there just to just for the remotion, emotional response. That that's what I meant to say. So um so yeah, so I've been I've been in the music industry for a little over 10 years now and that it's Praise God, it just keeps getting better. Mm-hmm. Like I, I ask God honestly, and you can ask my wife to be. I always, I, I just want to be utilized by God, and I want to be in His will. So I ask God all the time. Listen, if this music thing isn't for me, just take it from me. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not, I'm, I'm attached to it because I love it, but it won't break me. Mm-hmm. So if God took it away, I would just deal with it. But He's always shown increase in my life, so it kind of. That is the evidence that I'm where I'm supposed to be. Oh, so that's wonderful. I use it for outreach a lot. Um, I and team I, up I with think that's how I originally know you is through yes. the mission and through uh, music and your spoken word. Yeah. And uh, I know that even a couple of years ago, I think you were involved with Night of Joy. Yes. Uh, with all of our faith partners. So it, it goes way back. Yes. Well, I mean, over. Yeah. I don't yeah, even with remember. The youth, with the youth. And, do, do you remember yeah. Slam? Yes. That you used to do yes. in the gym and yes. stuff like yes. that. So I was involved with that and that was maybe eight years ago oh that's and even longer than that praise guys <laughs> yeah yeah so we you know we used to meet in the gym and you guys used to just have a bunch yeah. of kids it's, and then we had power club power club i was a part of that you're too. part of that so, that was where i was uh, really involved they were amazing yeah that, yeah. that that's where me and that, vince were heavily yes, involved yes too. and that's how i first met you was yes. through power club so it, um, amazing and then later on then you helped because uh, we now have a faith liaison which is Pat- uh, patricia mcfoy and right. then I think she, I don't know how she met you again oh, and uh, you came alongside. So you've been, yes. you know, you've been here with the mission for a long time. And yes, I, I know that you care about people. You care about kids, yes. that they're on the right track. You care about adults yes. uh, that are homeless, hungry, yes. addicted, uh, whatever that has brought them to the mission. You always want to share not only your story, but right. hey, listen, there is power in yes. a different way. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's not that street power. No, yes. no, because it's a fake love. You know what I'm saying? Out there on the street, they always want to claim that, you know, this is love. We're down for you, but they're only down when the chips are high. But when the chips are low and you're out and you're just down they're they really don't got your back. Um. So and besides that, it's not true love. Jesus is true love, that agape, that real unconditional love. Um, and that's what I'm all about promoting, man. So I want God to be introduced to these kids and why not at a young age? You know, they're very influential and man, they're sponges. They're sponges. They soak in everything. And the only reason they like this, 
music that's out there right now is because it's commercialized so much. Mm -hmm. So if we can get our music, Christian artists on the same type of platform or, you know, to make it as relevant and, Mm -hmm. you know, something that they can hang on to, they love it. Mm -hmm. They love it, man. So they sit there and they turn up at my concerts just the way that they do at any other at any other concert. You know, a lot of people don't know this, but the old hymns of the church at one time was the street music wow, of the really? era and that and then they adapted to it and that mm. what became the hymns wow and now we look at that as being old-fashioned right 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 yes <laughs> yes wow so yeah relevancy is is a lot it is uh, you know to be able to uh talk to kids and for them to identify but we want the message to never change right relevancy without compromise yes, that, yes. that's what it has to be so i do countless you know, I'm teamed up with very many organizations and they just they're all about reaching these kids. And it doesn't have to be you pushing Jesus down their throat, but it's just showing them a different path. And that sparks a curiosity within them that eventually will lead to some type of some type of godliness in their life. Right. Well, you know it because you've lived that. Amen. I mean, as a child, you, f- you you shared with me off air that at 12 years old, yeah. you already w- had joined a gang. Yeah. And uh, so you you know what it is to want to fit in yes. and to do anything that you can to fit in. And then right. those choices sometimes lead you down a path that you really mm-hmm. didn't intend to go. Absolutely. So if you have the positive influence, and that's what you try to do in the community. Now, you have a business called... Called Project Elevate. Yes, ma'am. Studios. Yes, ma'am. Dot com. Hey, yes, ma'am. Okay, I got that right. <laughs> okay, so um, anybody wants to look you up, you'll now you have a mobile studio. Amen. That can come to them. I've been in your mobile studio. It's yes. pretty amazing. The technology is amazing. Uh, the sound is great. And so I, I've, I've experienced that. So, um, yeah, so if people want to um, have you come to them, you can record uh, their music for them, right? Yes. Yeah, you literally, you call us up. Well, best way is booking us through the website, so projectelevatestudios.com. And literally, you book a session and we show up at your front door. All we need is a power outlet. We plug in all our stuff and we are good to go. And um, this is the best way to get professional professional help but then at the same time it's affordable and we try to enhance whatever you have for the glory of god and you do secular as well as a christian uh, music spoken word whatever it is hip-hop yes. um whatever kind of music uh that you have that they want to record you're right. going to do it you have some boundaries yes ma'am okay there's some parameters right absolutely okay so that it doesn't make you feel uncomfortable exactly because yeah. you have jesus in you Absolutely. Absolutely. Can't be <laughs> so it doesn't have to be all Christian. Right. It can be secular, but right. there's still some boundaries. There. Right. Can't be talking crazy. Yeah. Uh-huh. No, no crazy talk in the booth. But okay. but yes, I mean, rock, reggae, reggaeton. We've done it all. You've done it all. Yes, ma'am. Well, amazing. Well, um, you, I'm going to encourage people to look you up. I want to thank you, Sean, for all the outreach that you do in thank the community because you. you do help so many people that normally would not have a chance maybe mm. to air their talent. Right. Uh, you're able to record them um, at an affordable rate, and you also do things, you know, uh, pro bono. Right. And uh, I've been recipient of that here <laughs> at the mission, so I can testify that. Thank you so much. Thank and we're just going to pray that God just uh, 
totally blesses you and Julian and your business. And uh, you're going to go further than you ever thought because God's got your back. Well, thank you, Sean Oliveira, for being with us today and sharing a little bit of your story. Leanne Navarro here, the Senior Community Development Associate for the Miami Rescue Mission and the Broward Outreach Centers. I'm so excited. We have on the phone with us today, René Labrada. He is the founder of the Strong Tower for Humanity. And I'm so excited. Thank you, René, for joining us. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing very well. Thank you so much for this opportunity. Really appreciate it. Oh, are you kidding? We appreciate you, René. Just to give our listeners a little bit of the story of how we met. Uh, you are doing a wonderful, you're organizing a wonderful drive to benefit the homeless and hungry individuals that come to our centers. And I know you have many things going on and I cannot wait to meet you in person because we haven't really met in person yet. Uh, but tell me before we talk about the drive and how you recruit people and how are people helping you to do that? Tell me a little bit about the Strong Tower for Humanity Foundation. And by the way, I love the name. Tell me about you guys. Thank you, thank you. Uh, so, Strong Tower for Humanity. Um, you know, it is a, it's a it's a faith based nonprofit organization. Um, you know, the way that we started out was, um, you know, I personally do have a friend who has um, who's been suffering from uh, homelessness for the last uh, three years. So, you know, I've been helping him uh, over the past year, um, trying you know to get him housed, you know, taking him clothes, food. Um, he had, you know, either I take him to work if, if I can, um, I, you know, I try to find him cheap hotel so he can stay a few days, you know, so he can stay off the streets for a little bit. Um, really that's where all that, this passion to help people like him, uh, got birth. Um, and we are just trying to, you know, we want to shed a new light on homelessness, um, here in a city like Miami where, you know, this is the city where everybody parties and I feel, you know, we're all, focusing on so many other things and we leave, you know, the homeless, uh, forgotten. So it's trying to, to get in there, um, and really create a community for them. Um, because we understand that, um, they can, they can get the job, they can get the house, but if they don't have that community to continue to, you know, to socialize and that community to, to maybe even have some sort of counseling with, you know, another person, unfortunately they end up back into the street, you know, no matter how far they get ahead. Absolutely. I totally um, agree with you because, you know, we are a center that helps the homeless uh, individuals and mm-hmm. we do believe in that recovery process. Uh, and there is hope. Everything you said just kind of resonates with what we do and, and our, you know, mission to really help individuals that are suffering in our community. Now, when you organize the drive for the Miami Rescue Mission, right, tell us about the drive. How are you organizing your people to, to do this drive? Well, uh, the drive, it, it's going to be a food drive. Um, so, you know, we're asking everyone, you know, to, um, to, you know, bring canned goods and a few of the other things that, that I know that uh, the Miami Rescue Mission, um, you know, requires, um, in that food drive. Um, you know, right now it's, uh, you know, we are a startup organization. You know, we did get founded, um, this year. Um, so we definitely don't have the biggest team yet. You know, we are hoping to one day have, uh, we are hoping one day to have, you know, a, a big enough team right now. It's just a few heads, you know, that are going to help with the food drive. Um, but we're, you know, we're praying and hoping that we're going to have a huge, you know, turnout for the food drive. Um, we are, we are all know, praying for you. I want you to know that. I mean, I know you know that we are a praying you, organization, so we're praying for your success. Now, how can our listeners, if they want to help in your efforts, 
how can they find the Strong Tower for Humanity? Where can they find you? Uh, well, we have an Instagram, and it's a Strong Tower for Humanity um, on Instagram. Uh, we also have a website that's also strongtowerforhumanity.com. And, uh, you know, you guys can go ahead and, and go to the website. You guys can do monetary donations. Um, on the website, we're going to put, uh, you know, more details about, that's amazing. about the food drive. Um, and we're going to put, you know, the address and all that uh, there as well. Um, you know, and the Instagram link is also on the website as well. Renee, I cannot wait to check you out. I'm going to start following you right away. The Strong Tower for Humanity organization. Much success. Thank you for your help. And I cannot wait to do an interview with you after the drive is done. Thank you for joining us this morning. Thank you so much. I hope you guys have a wonderful day. Well, I'm Marilyn Brummett, and we're at that part of the program. We get to talk to people who are actually experiencing life change. They're going through the program or they've graduated the program, but they want to tell their story. We have campuses in Miami and Broward. And here with me today is Theodore. And Theodore, I want to welcome you here. And I'm so grateful that you want to tell your story. Uh, thank you for allowing me to come on your, your show. And most of all, I thank God. And my testimony is that I went to prison with a life sentence 30 years and 10 mandatory. And I really didn't have nobody left in my life because everybody mm. have counted me out. Mm. But as time went by, I focused on God. Now, did that start in prison or after? It started in prison. Okay. And as time went by, I talked to God on a daily basis. I started going to the law library, and I started growing in faith. Hmm. And I used to quote scriptures all the time, day in and day out. And I used to quote Isaiah 54 and 17. No weapon that formed against me shall prosper, and every tongue that rises against me shall be condemned. Now, was there a chaplain or was there any kind of volunteer program that was coming in that kind of helped you in your experience while you were in prison, or was you, did you do all that on your own? It was a, a chaplain there. It was a church there. I used to go to church every Sunday, but from Monday to Saturday, I used to study on my own and mm -hmm. my cell. And as time went by, I really started trusting in God because I ain't have nobody else. And as time went by, they denied me for three years straight. Mm. And I used to get frustrated. Mm -mm. And then one day God told me, it's not your problem no more. Give it to him. It's his problem. Mm -mm. All you do is get the mail. So I listened to God tell me that. And I started getting the mail. And I used to say, here, it's yours. And as time went by... I went there in 1999 with a life sentence, 30 years and 10 mandatory. 2003, he came to my dorm one day and he said, 
you got legal mail, go get it. And I went on the rec yard and I forgot it. And I was playing football. And they called me on the, the announcement. And I went and I got the letter and I stuck it in my pocket as normal, like a normal day. And when I got back to the dorm, he said, where the mail at? And I said, oh, yeah, that's right. And I took it out of my pocket and I gave it to him. And I laid down in the bunk and I fell asleep. And he knocked on the door and said, you going home? And I said, what? He said, you going home, man. And I said, what? Because mm. I was really, like, still sleepy. Mm-hmm. And he said, wait till they clear count. I'm going to show you. So we waited like 10 minutes. We was locked down. And he ran to my room, and he showed me the paper, and I grabbed it, and I read it. And when I read it, it said they got to take you back to court, and they got to sentence you to the original 15 years. And it didn't dawn on me then. I wasn't happy because I knew that God could do it. So... So, Theodore, we're going to have to stop you right in the midst of that most important part of the story and come back for the rest of it. So I know if you're listening, you're not going to turn that dial. We're going to come back in just a moment with more of Theodore's story. Well, if you're like me, you couldn't turn that dial because we got to find out what happened to Theodore and his story. So he's in prison and he's got a letter saying that he's going to be released, which is a miracle because he didn't even read his mail anymore to even try or to find out. So, Theodore, what happened? Well, I got out of prison and I started being rebellious again. And as time went by... I went to the Miami Rescue Mission, and I seen a worker there. His name is T. And I asked him, how can I get in the Miami Rescue Mission? And he told me, you got to come back on Monday. They have a 16-week course. So I said, okay, I'll be back. So at the time, I was living on the street. So I used to sleep in the van, and Thanksgiving came up. I never forget it was November the 24th, 18. And I woke up the next morning and God said, you say you was going back to the mission. So now you need to go. That's our big outside street event. That's the huge, huge block party. So I went and I got there and everybody was in the streets. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So I went to the table, I signed the paper, and they said you Intake can go, table. And they said you can go in. But I sat down and I eat. I ate like three plates because I was hungry. <laughs> and as time went by, I went I went in the mission. And the mission been a blessing to me ever since I've been there. My first sixty seven days went by so fast. Mm. Because every time they called chapel, they called group, I went. Mm. I didn't have no problem going there because I know I needed a change in my life. Mm. And God started pumping the blood of Jesus in my life through pastors, through Miss Bromick, through Angel, through all the, the, the caseworkers that worked there. And I started feeling good about myself. Amen. And I thank God for the Miami Rescue Mission because without the Miami Rescue Mission, I wouldn't be here today on this mic. 
Wow. And I thank God for the Miami Rescue Mission. Yeah, you know that, man. Being thankful for the Miami Rescue Mission is actually being thankful for all the donors uh, that give of their time, their talent, their treasure, because the mission couldn't go on if it wasn't for the countless number of people, Theodore, that you don't even see. Uh, the sending in their dollars, uh, coming and volunteering. Sometimes you see the volunteers, but you don't see all of them and you don't see all the donors. There are hundreds and thousands of people that care ab- about you and they haven't even met you and you haven't met them. Isn't that, that's a God thing that there are so many people that care so much. And I thank God for the donors that donate that I can take a shower, I'm not homeless anymore, I can eat all I want, I can sleep all I want. I thank God for the volunteers, and I thank God most of all for Jesus Christ. Amen. And so I know as you complete the program, um, you know, that next step will be finding housing uh, for you and have your own place. Are you looking forward to that? Yes, I am. (laughs) And I thank God. For uh, Alpha 127, because all we do is study the word. Amen. So you're the uh, part of the upper class right now, and uh, you're in that final stage where you're really uh, putting on the, uh, you might say the the cherry on the top of the ice cream to learn those tools and then apply them to your life, so you are going to be successful from here on out. Well, thank you, Theodore. It's not easy to tell your story and also even to do it on the radio and uh, do it in such a short time, but you did a great job. And thank you. Someone's listening that this is going to help. Maybe you're in prison. Maybe you're on the streets or maybe you're praying for a family member. Uh, Whatever is your circumstance, don't give up. God has a plan for your life. Thank you, Theodore, for sharing your story. Thank you for having me here. Well, what a great testimony from Theodore. You know, that's what it's all about in our centers in Miami and Broward. If you're just tuning in, this is the Caring Place Hour. We call it Mission Possible, the Good News Program. And it's about good news with all the doom and all the gloom and all the... Uh, just sadness that's going around our country and our world today. We need to have some good news. And when you hear people like Theodore and what their life was like and what their life is like now and what they hope to be, uh, that's good news. You know, we, we need to look to the future, hopefully. Uh, I believe, as the Bible says, that uh, the Lord can make things all new. And it doesn't matter where you're, what kind of background you're from, what kind of problems you've had. You know, we've dealt with more and more illness and sickness in the last year. Uh, in within our ministry, as far as people getting sick, not not from COVID so much, but from cancers and from Parkinson's and from dementia and from uh, accidents. And I'm thinking this is probably one of the worst years that, that I've since I've been here as far as men and women that are staff. And then we can even extend that to our volunteer corps that we've had a, a lot of prayer prayer time take place. But when you hear people like Theodore getting his life together and there's hundreds of more uh, that going on every single day in our centers in Broward and Miami. And by the way, if you're listening here, maybe you're, maybe you're going through something that you can't face alone. 
You know, I always ask, we're approaching the Easter uh, season and Passover season. Easter is April 4th and Passover ends on April 4th. It's one week, that whole week right before Easter Sunday and ends on Easter Sunday. Uh, but if, you're, if you don't have faith and you need someone to talk to and you, want some, you need some prayer, go to our, our website at caringplace.org slash prayer. I mean this. Uh, there's only one or two people that see those prayer requests. You can remain anonymous if you want. Uh, no one's going to take your, your name and your uh, email address and try to solicit you for funds or anything like that. We just want to pray with you and, and want you to know that there is hope. We may not have the answer for you, but maybe there's someone in the community we can, we can uh, turn you to to help you, whatever you're going through. You know, depression is very real today. Uh, as it used to be, we yeah, ask some people get depression. Well, many, many people are, are being depressed right now, or hopelessness sets in, or just uh, what about the future sets in, anxiety, uh, worry about the future. And that's where, you know, if you have faith, a person of faith, that's where your faith can kick in and, and help you. You know, I've been a believer for many, many decades in the Lord Jesus Christ. It works for me. Uh, I would introduce anyone to, to the Lord Jesus Christ, and and I would pray that you would consider him if you do not know him as your personal Savior. Uh, but we don't uh, hold that back on anyone that comes to work with us in many cases or even comes to services, especially when you serve us. You know, our dear Jewish friends always come out on Christmas. They say, well, that's, their, that's your Christian holiday, so we're going to come out and help serve the meals. But we're hoping that you can experience a better life, not only for our homeless people that are in our centers, but our community can ha have a better life. And that, again, is why this program is called Mission Possible, the Good News Program. Now, one way, and I said this earlier in the program, you can help. It's very simple. For $2.10, you can help us with providing one hot, nutritious meal. And it's sometimes a life changer. Uh, people come through our, our doors not only because they're hurting from the streets or hurting from a, uh, domestic violence, they're just, their stomach's empty and they need something. And we can't really talk to them or offer them services if we don't show them practical ways of human compassion. You know, you can talk to somebody, well, you can get off the street and why are you just hang, hanging a sign up there all day long? And if you can stand on your feet six hours, you can get a job. And, you know, that, that doesn't, that's not going to work. <laughs> You know, and you don't know the stories behind the homeless either. You don't know the tragedies that, that I've heard from the homeless where they've lost their families in a fire and a car wreck. Uh, they've come back from a war and they just can't make it here. So you can help us with our, our special Easter meals program. You go to caringplace.org slash Easter. That's caringplace.org slash Easter for $2.10. You can do one meal. You can't even get a cup of coffee for that anymore. So uh, we ask people to do 10 meals at a time, $21. And if you can do more, God bless you. I believe there are people out there who could probably do 1,000, 2,000, 5,000 meals. And we've had people send it in. I've had to call them up and say, did you really mean that? Well, God bless you. Thank you for listening today. And tune in next Sunday right here on News Radio 610 WIOD for more Mission Possible. This podcast was presented by the Miami Rescue Mission Broward Outreach Centers, also known as The Caring Place, www.caringplace.org.